So by this time, you've listened to the first part of the story. And that was just the beginning, hence why I call it the beginning. The Centiville Ghost, the beginning. But unfortunately, it wasn't the end. Things were just about to get started. So this second part of the story, again, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you, um, I call it the awakening. And because I think that's exactly what happened. Something was awoken in that area. And for the next years, you know, it pretty much lived in that area. I don't know how far it, it extended, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you an idea. So, like I said, I grew up in that area, right on Collins Avenue in Centerville area. Now, I stomping ground because as a boy, you know, we, we went outside. We shoot marbles, spin top, play basketball, fly kites, um, do all these type of things. So we were outdoor kids. So we had a certain area or radius that we we um, operated out of. So if you can imagine it, so you got Wolf Road. That was our southern boundary. And then as far as Ross Corner, also known as Gibbs Corner, also as I think it's Six Terrace, that was our northern boundary. But sometimes you would push it further up towards, um, I think it's McCullough Corner, where on, on Collins Avenue, KS Moses is on the corner. So you sometimes push it that far because then sometimes you go on the hill. But it wasn't that we had friends up on the hills or anything like that. We just used to uh, uh, ride our bikes and stuff on top of the hill. So we sometimes push it that far north. And again, there were things that we did outside of that radius. To the west would be East Street. And then to the east would be um, Montrose Avenue. So that was our pretty much our stomping ground where we hung. We did a lot of things in those areas. So we knew all the friends and we hung out and played ball, fly kite, do different things, spin top, all within that area. Only time we left out is when we were um, going to get something. For example, we used to keep pigeons. So, you know, we used to walk to either modernistic, but before modernistic, there was a store on Shirley Street where... The gym is, I think where Roger D is as well, right in front of him. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a store that sells feed. We used to buy the feed for the birds, for the for the pigeons. Um, it's like corn, some kind of corn meal, and we used to feed them that. So we would go out our comfort zone for those type of things. Of course, we were walking. It wasn't no, wasn't many cars around the place at that time. So this was our area. So we kind of knew persons, like I say, uh, if you take Wolf Road, um, East Street, come up to Kids. Gibbs Corner, or Sixth Terrace, uh, Collins Avenue, and then to the east, uh, Montrose Avenue. I think it is Montrose, Montreal, one of them. So as far as we never used to go to the east that much. Only few friends you had in that area. Now, within that area, again, if you look at that on the map, you would see that Collins Avenue, Collins Avenue is actually in the middle between East Street and, what is it, Mount Royal, Mount Royal Avenue. Um, we're actually in the middle of that. And so now imagine, like I mentioned before, the Collins Wall. So encompassing that. So it like separated um, most of these areas. So from where I was, or from where the haunted house is, that's Fritz Lane. So you would go up there through Fritz Lane and that would head all the way up over the hill. Um, and on the western side, it was, it kind of divided houses. It wasn't an actual street. So you would find that certain corners, if you look on a map, it just cuts off. It, it's because that's where the wall was. And there were not, back then, there were not many cuts in the wall for you to walk through. So most of the time you had to actually jump the wall. That was the thing. You had to jump the wall to get on the other side. So on either way, you had to jump the wall. But over time, people started breaking down um, holes in the wall. 
So you get from one side to the next. All right. So that's what used to happen back then. So that's the stomping ground. Now, if you bring it to my to our home, most of the houses in that area, because, you know, back in the day, everybody worked together. There were always more than one house in one yard. So our house was no different. We had, we had uh, persons who stayed in our yard as well. So I'll tell you some stories about that. So I'm just giving you an idea of what's what's happening um, in the area. And then the house, the design of the house is very important. So if you take a piece of paper and you draw a big square, okay, then you take that square and you divide it with two lines. So now you have three rectangles within that large square. And then at the top of that um, division, you make another line to divide. So you have three squares at the top. And then you make a line from the right only passing the first from the edge to the first two, but you don't go to the other edge. So what happens now is that at the back or the top, you have three squares. In the middle, you have two squares. And at the bottom, another two. Okay? So this is just an idea of looking at the, of the house. On the right side of that square, where you have three squares, um, not at the top, not at the bottom, but on the right. So imagine that now as a house layout. So the first square that's close to you, that's a bedroom. In the middle was like the bathroom um, hallway, and in the back was another bedroom. In the middle, that middle square in the back was the kitchen. Then you had the the square smack dab in the middle of the entire square. That was our like our dining room, TV room area, and then the next square closer to you was like the front room. Now the other piece that's not squared out, shaped like an L, was like a porch area. And then on the left we had like you had like two squares in the back there. So though they were originally the TV room and some other back room, like a storage room. So technically, the house was designed as a two-bedroom, but you know you have some more more kids and grandparents. Grandparents want to provide for the kids, and then the kids have kids, and so now you turn these rooms into bedroom. So when you divide the house, uh, my brother and I we stayed in the bedrooms that would be to the left, and of course my mother and my grandparents stayed on the other side. But there was only one bathroom, so for us to get to the bathroom, we had to cross through the front room to get to the bathroom. Now that's very important. So I'll tell you now. So we got the good layout. You got the layout of the land because that's going to come up again. You know where the school is because remember school Columbus Primary is right there. So that's a part of our stomping ground. We used to fly kites in that yard. And then of course you have the yard and every house had like a different house inside the yard and it was a community. So that's how it was. And then of course the shape of the house. So there is something that old people say, um, at least when I was growing up, they say, oh, the child got cord. And what that means when they say you have cord, that means that you can see. Some people in the Bible, they call you a seer. Um, they call prophets seers. But a person who could see is someone who can see, I would say, in another dimension. You can see ghosts, put it like that. You can see spirits. Okay? So when they say, oh, you got cord, that's what you're trying to say. You know, sometimes you see babies playing around or laughing for no reason. Old people would tie a black cloth or something around their wrist or sometimes if a child is older they would say take the shirt off and turn it backwards again this is part of superstition maybe it worked maybe it didn't i don't know but this is what you would find the older folks would do anyway if you were born with cord you were able to see these spirits my brother was born with cord let's put it like that so he used to see things but he never really talked about them so i remember one time would really freaked me out. He and I um, sometimes we share the same room. Before we grew up later on, we, I moved into another room. And so anyway, it was back and forth trying to get between different rooms. Small home, 
a lot of persons in the house. So my brother and I were staying in the same room, staying, sleeping in the same bed. And I remember this, I remember this vaguely, not vaguely, sorry, very vividly. I'm sleeping and my brother came in there, shake me. Hey, 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 wake up, wake up. So I jump up like, what, what, what happened, what happened? It's in the middle of the night, what happened? And he's like looking over his shoulder. You see them? I'm like, see who? What the hell are you talking about? I mean, it's pitch black to me. I'm looking at the door because if you go open our, if I, you open up the bedroom door, I can look through the front room and TV room, and straight across the hall, I can see the bathroom. So I can see straight across the entire house. I'm like, boy, see who? What you talking about, boy? What, like, see what time it is? He's and he looking over his shoulder, and you could see the fear in his face. Can you see them? I'm like, no, I don't see no one, boy. But can you hear them? I'm like, I, I, I can't hear nothing, boy. I ain't hear nothing. I say, man, go to sleep, boy. Leave me alone. But it kind of shook me up because I've never seen my brother that scared. He was older than me, by the way. So you can imagine um, you have an older brother and you look up to him. So my brother's not scared. I mean, we used to fight and do all kinds of stuff in the neighborhood. As long as my brother with me, mom, we take everyone out, you know. So it kind of shook me because that's the first time I ever, first and last time I've ever seen fear in my brother's eyes like that. So I, it took me a little while to get back to sleep. But I, I I keep looking at the door trying to figure what's going on. Anyway, eventually he calmed down because he left the door open. So he closed the door and he went to, went to bed. And it took him a while to fall asleep and eventually he fell asleep. And then time passed by. And every so often, he would come back and say, hey, you hear it? Like he would just ask me these weird questions. You hear that? You hear this? Like, boy, with this boy here and I hear nothing. What you talking about? So I, said, I didn't pay no attention then. So anyway, around this time, like I say, we were normal boys. And game consoles came out. Atari came out first. My cousins and my dad used to play that. But then we had Nintendo. So we used to like cut grass and clean window and stuff to save up enough money so that we can buy this console. So we finally got it for on Christmas. And the game I remember, we had we had Duck Hunt. You remember Duck Hunt with the gun? You just shoot the ducks as they come up and the dog would catch it. And then Excite Bike was another one we used to have music, we used to play that until we was able to save up to get Contra. So I remember these in that exact order. Duck Hunt, Excite Bike, and then Contra. So we used to be outside, you know, when everybody was going to bed. We used to stay up a little, little bit late and um, shooting the ducks pretty much playing Duck Hunt. Because we, we had to buy another controller again. We used to work hard to get what we wanted. So we now have two controllers and we are playing Duck Hunt. So you go in, plop, plop, plop. And I remember one time he was, was just shooting it. And it was his turn and he just just stood there. And I look at him like, boy, what happened? Boy, shoot, the duck getting away. And it's like, he didn't hear me. And then he look at me again. You don't hear that? And I'm like, boy, all I hear is the duck flying away. <laughs> so he's like whatever mind so he just started playing the game didn't pay no mind to it now we only get to play late at night either if it's like a friday or a saturday because sunday you had to go to bed early because you had school school nights you had to go to bed at a certain time farm is kind of strict so it had to be on a friday or saturday now i remember time passed and we were up again late playing this time excite bike i remember this one very very vividly and i was winning and I remember he was like pressing the buttons, boy, trying to trying to get ahead of me. And he just couldn't get ahead of me. You know, he used to go over these ramps and then you had to fly really high because you had like a, a Chevron thing and it would just it like propel you forward. So I was hitting all of them, boy. He couldn't catch me, boy. He said, boy, I could beat you, I could beat you. And like all of a sudden he stopped and he was looking up at the roof. So I'm like, boy, Irvin, boy, you playing, you playing. All right, let's go, let's go. 
And like he just stopped and looked up. I said, man, you just mad because you're getting beat. And he said, boy, tell me you don't hear that. And he looking at the roof. I look at the roof too. Now, in the ceiling where we were, um, we had the chandelier. It wasn't really a chandelier. It was like a light, but it had a covering over it. So it was kind of like hanging down by these metal, four metal um, rods. Then it was like a squarish shape, like a, um, I guess a diffuser that goes, you know, between the, the bulb and, and your people who look at it so it spreads the light or something. And then from that, it had this this um, rod that hung down with a little circle. So it seemed like one of those things that you could pull, you know, like, like the fans, you could turn to pull, um, pull it and then the, you turn the fan on and off or the lights on and off. It's like that. So he's there looking at this thing. So I look at it too. And I say, but I ain't had nothing. And then he said, no, no, listen, but listen. So I'm listening. I'm not hearing anything. And he said, but it's knocking. I say, but it's knocking. You're not knocking. So we put, like, the game is on pause. We in the dead of the night. And nothing's happening. No cars are passing because, like I said, there's not many cars. You couldn't even hear dogs barking. Nothing. Just quiet. No crickets. Nothing. And so I look up at the TV. I mean, sorry, I look at the ceiling again. And all of a sudden, the thing just starts rocking. <laughs> said, what the? I said, boy, what that is? He said, boy, I tell you. I tell you. Something in the roof. So, <laughs> what are I supposed to do about that? What are I supposed to do about that? I say, but I, you know, I go into bed, but I stay out here. So we went to bed. And again, time passed, time passed by, and, you know, you, you forget about these things. And this one night, woke up uh, midnight, I'd used the bathroom. Like I say, you have to walk from the bedroom and cross through the TV room and the dining room to get to the hallway and then get to the bathroom. On the way, you could look to the right and you could see, like, by the front door that goes out to the front. And we had those, like... Back in the day, it's called a jealousy windows, but jealousy windows. So the, the street light was shining too. So it wasn't like completely dark and you had some light to see. But you didn't want to turn any lights on because when you turn a light on when you're sleepy, it's hard to get back to sleep. So I remember I went into the bathroom, opened up the door, and I kind of closed it halfway through, but not all the way. And of course, went to the bathroom. So I doing what I had to do. So I'm there relieving myself, you know. And then I heard the door creak. Like, but it wasn't like it was opening. It's like it was closing. So I thought, you know, someone probably wake up and was coming to use the bathroom. He says, hey, hey, inside here, inside here. And then I heard the door click, click. You know, like someone close it. Now, the reason why I know someone close it is because this wasn't a door that breeze could blow close. You know, it wasn't a heavy door, but it wasn't those easy doors. that just, you know, sometimes you hold the door and you just start to swing open because the hinges are so loose. No, this door was pretty strong and sturdy. So you had to push it open and push it close to actually get it closed. And of course, because I heard the click, you know, when the, the knob um, goes into the locking mechanism, it's like, well, someone pulled the door closed. So I say, well, they probably wait until I finish. So I, I say, all right, let me hurry up um, and get this over with, because whoever waiting there for me. So finish doing what I'm doing, open up the door. And I was like, well, you could go in. Looking around, nobody there. So I'm like, what the hell? I know someone closed this door. Because there's no way you can't close this door. This door just don't close. There's no window open to close this and nothing like that. I'm like, someone close this door. I said, my name must be going back to bed. Anyway, they could come up later. So you brush it off and you went back to sleep. So nothing much about that. So another night, again, time passed. You forget about these things. And I went to the bathroom again. Again, not turning the light on. So... 
like, uh, I'm tired. Let me just hurry up and relieve myself and get back to sleep because I'm really, really tired. So I went across to the bathroom, opened up the door, went in there relieving myself. And again, I heard the door close it. Now, of course, when you hear that, it brings back to mind everything else that happened. So I'm like, oh, gee, well, what's happening now? I'm just sitting like, don't tell me this thing going to happen again. I know this happened before because it just happened not, you know, a few few months, weeks ago, wherever the thing was. So I hear the door close and I'm, I'm trying to hurry up and relieve myself so I can grab the door before it completely closed. And while I'm finishing up, click, the door closed. So I'm nervous now because, again, it closed so slowly. Because usually with someone, then you leave the door open if they don't want to see you, they would close it, you know, just close it quickly, but not that slowly. So I know something happening. I'm nervous now because it's already happened before. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what I mean here before because I don't know what's going to happen. And as I'm leaving myself and about to flush the toilet, so I went to reach on and, and reach the, the thing to flush it. The loudest sound I've ever heard in my life. Like, I don't know where the sound come from, but it came from above. So it, it actually sounded like the entire roof was falling down. Like something hit the roof and it, it just like a, a plane crash or something on the roof. So I fell to the ground looking up and I'm looking up at the ceiling and no, ceiling is fine. So I'm sitting in the corner of the room between the, I think it was between the tub and, and the cupboard or something, looking up at the ceiling like, what the hell is going on? So now I'm scared of hell. I'm like, what the hell? Let me get out of this bathroom. So I ran to grab the, the knob of the bathroom. And when I opened the door again, right before I open it, the loudest sound again. So again, I fall down on the floor in the hallway, flip over, like in those movies where they fall and they start pushing themselves backwards it was like that i'm like oh crap <laughs> i'm doing this and i'm looking in the bathroom trying to figure out where this noise coming from no one else is inside the house no one else came out so i got up and i break 10 inside the room boy and i jump on my brother like boy wake up wake up and i shaking him like wake up wake up so he get up and look up at me and say boy what happened to you i said but you hear that he say hear what i ain't nothing i say you won't hear the sound and he looking at me right and at that moment I remembered when he came in the room and jump on me in the same manner that I'm jumping on him right now, shaking him like I'm trying to shake water off a, 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 a teddy bear or something with my eyes bugging out, asking him, did you hear that? And he's like, what happened with you here? I say in the bathroom. Yes, now in the bathroom. Did you hear that? And he's like, oh, yeah, let's do that sometimes. But you what? do what what you talking about say sometimes it is isolate you what so i sit now on the bed the door still open mind you i'll sit on the bed what you mean it's isolate you you say yeah sometimes you just make this noise and only you can hear because that's why he's asking if you're hearing it i'm like no i didn't hear nothing but you didn't hear all that noise he's like no that's what it's do so he like he, he's not sitting up he kind of like leaning up on his elbow Looking at me and tell me, say, yeah, that's what, what actually happened. You say, oh, so now it must be like you. What you, what you mean it, it must be like me? What, what, is, what is it that must be like me? He said, yeah, because that's what it been doing for me. I say, man, he said, he was like, I told you, yeah, I was make this noise. He said, no, you don't worry about it. Just don't pay attention to it. How can I not pay attention to it? This wasn't this wasn't a sound like um like thunder. No, because thunder it sounds far, it sounds high, it sounds you know extensive. 
this was localized. This was as if you were sitting down on the side of the road and two cars collided right by your air. This was like someone took a shotgun and you didn't know it, but it was right by your air and they fired it off. That's how loud this was, okay? This was an imagination. I wasn't half sleep, half awake. I wasn't freaking out. I heard the sound not just once, but twice. Because the first time if I was half asleep, that would have definitely waken me up. And if I was up, why would I hear it the second time? So, what is this thing? Anyway, I didn't pay close to the dog because I ain't getting up. <laughs> so, I remember I, I didn't even sleep. I went to the wall and then he was in front of me. And then close, he was closer to the dog. Because I'm thinking again, if something comes through this dog, he getting grabbed first. I wasn't getting grabbed. So I stood, I sat there in the bed in the corner, balled up, looking at the door. He fell asleep because he was so used to this. He just fell asleep. It must be until when the sun started to come up, that's when they went to sleep. So this must have been either Friday or Saturday night, you know, for me to stay up so late to go to sleep. Anyway, again, time passed and, and you tend to forget about these things. So as time went on progress, what actually started happening now is that we started hearing these things together. We're playing the game and we're hearing like a knocking or hearing a scratching sound in the ceiling. And we tend to ignore it, you know, and it would just go away. So I said, okay, I guess ignoring it does help. I didn't hear the noise in the bathroom anymore, but you was hearing little knocks here and there, little scratches here and there. And I would think like, you know, or probably a rat in the ceiling and whatever like that. So I didn't really pay attention to it. Here it is now months later again because you tend to ignore the things that's happening and then we spend more time outside than inside um so it's only when we come home we go straight to bed you know that's about it <clears throat> and then i tried not to drink a lot of water it's closer to bed time so i don't have to wake up to go in the bathroom so i adjusted my lifestyle to avoid this thing during the night anyway so it came to the point where um some other family members move into the house as well so everybody had to like um not bunk up but gather together so you had the room that my brother and I stayed in. And what I used to do, because I had this, uh, got getting bigger now. So we, my mom bought me this uh, fold-out bed. So in the evening times or in the morning, you would fold it together like a sandwich, you know, like hot in half. And then in the evening time, it's time to go to sleep. You unfold it and you lay down and go to sleep. So what I would do with this sometimes, I would either sleep in the room with him or if my mother was home, sometimes I'd go in the room with her and i and unfold the bed. So this time I actually unfolded it in her room and I went to sleep. So I remember this one now because it was a Friday night that I slept in there. And so Saturday morning, um, no, sorry, Sunday morning, because Saturday mornings we always woken up early to go either clean the yard or do something. So it had to be in the Sunday morning. It's the only reason I could be in the bed that long. So that morning came up and I remember waking up and stretching, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a good nap. And this voice came in my head move your head move my head so what what has happened is it okay when i unfold the bed right i put it down and so if you walk through a door and you just lay straight down so your foot is towards the door that's not the normal way you would sleep um at least the room is, was arranged so usually my mom sleep her head is closer towards the door than away so normally you would sleep with your head closer to the door but this time i was sleeping that big because i was tired so i was laying down with my head towards what you may call the foot of the bed so the voice said, move your head. I said, move my head? What are you talking about, man? I feel so good right now. I feel like getting out of bed. And it came back again. Move your head. I said, move my head? 
So I'm like, if I don't move my hair, this thing can keep on bothering me. Why was I so comfortable with the voice? I, don't, don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> so finally I said, all right then. So I turned around, put my head towards the head of the bed, my foot towards the foot of the bed. And I laid back down and started to stretch. And as I was stretching, we had this closet. It wasn't a closed closet. It was it ran the length of the room. So one long pole. A lot of clothing. All our clothing was inside there. And on top of the rack was a, a, a shelf. And the shelf was pretty sturdy because we had a lot of boxes up there. And on top of those, that shelf, along the end, we had a lot of these encyclopedias. Like a lot of books and stuff because I used to read a lot when I was a kid. I actually still do. And the minute I stretched that entire part where all the books were just came tumbling down right where my head was now it seems strange not that the books fell where my head was and I had that voice that told me to move my head but the mere fact that the shelf didn't break the books just came falling down like you literally had to be in behind the books and push them off the shelf so I'm I'm sitting up Looking at it because it made such a large ruckus that everyone in the house came running. They're like, well, what did you do? What happened inside here? Just heavy books, encyclopedias. A whole volume of encyclopedias just fell down on a bed where my head was. So everybody came running there. What happened? What happened? What's going on here? I'm like, I don't know. The books just fall. What do you mean the books just fall? Books just don't fall because the shelf was not broken. So it seemed as if I was doing something and then they fall. I fall they fall down somehow. Because only myself was inside there. So everybody looking at me like, what did I do? I'm like, I don't know. So they're like, boy, pick these things. I'm going to stop talking, fool. So everybody left the room except my brother. And my brother looking at me like, you didn't do that, hey? I say, no, but they just fall down. He said, yeah, I know. What? <laughs> what do you mean, yeah, I know? Like, what do you, what else are you not telling me about this thing? Anyway. So, of course, you know, because you got parents and grandparents and they were kind of, not strict, strict, but we used to follow, you know, instructions. So we had to put the books back up on the shelf. Now, it was so high that I had to get a ladder to climb up on top of the shelf. Like I said, the shelf was sturdy. It didn't break because I could, I got to sit up on the shelf. And while I'm up on the shelf, my brother was passing me the books and I was putting them back up. So I'm putting them up and he's just looking at me like he wants to say something but don't want to say something. So I say, but hurry up, and get down from here. And as we just talking, all I heard was, <laughs> say, boy, stop playing, boy. Say, what you talking about? I say, that's you, you playing wrong. You say, but I ain't playing wrong, but I put these bucks up there. So you giving them to me, passing them on. <laughs> I heard a knocking on the roof. And because I'm sitting on the shelf, my head is right by the roof. And I could hear it in my ear. So I, it shook me that I froze. And I looked down at my brother and he's looking at me with his eyes open like, yeah, I hear that. So I was like, but what, what I should do? My brother and his stupid self knocked back. And then me and my stupid self, okay. So I reached up to the roof and I hit the roof. It knocked back right away. I don't know how I got down. I just jumped. I just jumped off the ceiling. I jumped off this shelf onto the floor and we break that. This thing is responding to us now. And we're sitting down in the front room looking at each other while everybody just talking. 
trying to figure out what did we just do? Because I don't think we should have done that. But anyway, we brushed it off. Eventually, by the end of the day, we was able to get all the books up. And again, that day passed on. So as the day passed on, again, weeks passed, months passed. You didn't hear anything. So this morning, I remember, this was a climax. I would call this a climax because here's what's happening. You want to listen to this one very carefully. My aunt used to go out in the morning just walking, you know, walking with her friends, exercising, and then come back in. So she used to do that. That was that was Norman. Now, sometimes when she move about the house, we were light sleepers. So you could hear her, and she would wake us up. So this morning, I think my brother was awake, and I woke up because he woke up. Um... Because he had to move. Remember, the room was small and I had my fold-out bed. So he had to, like, climb over me to get out. So he climbed over my seat. He used the bathroom and came back in. So I was kind of awake and we heard her leaving, leaving, about to leave the house. So whilst we there about to leave the house and I'm falling back to sleep. Because I'm like, well, I probably got another two hours. I could, you know, get a little, little nap in. The loudest sound again. And I jump up from my bed into my brother's bed into the corner. Because this was the loudest sound I've heard. I mean, I've heard I've heard it in the bathroom. This was louder than that. And when we heard that, because we both trying to figure out, oh my goodness, it's starting again. And we could hear everyone else in the in the house. Like, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? He was like, what? What? Everybody hear this? So we went outside the front room area and everyone awake in the house. We look at the front door and the front door is wide open. So we're thinking like, what the hell just happened? But we saw our grandfather outside, so we ran outside with him. He's like, Grumpy, what happened? What happened? He's like, man, I thought the roof gone. What was that song? I thought something hit the roof. Like, everybody freaking out. So when we finally came back together inside the house, and everybody's like, well, what caused all the sound? Something broke? Look, at everybody looking at everything, looking at the furniture, looking at this, trying to figure out what broke, what just happened. So my brother's like, I tell you all the thing in, this, in the roof? And everybody look at him like, what? The thing in the roof? So, yeah, I tell you all the thing in the roof is be making the noise. So everybody's still looking at him like, we talking foolishness, but something had to break, something had to happen. You know, something went wrong for all this noise that happened. So we both, my brother and I sit back to the note like, no, that's the thing in the roof. We've been telling you all about this for a while. Y'all need to figure out what this thing is in the roof. So we trying to figure out now, okay, then, um, hmm, how are we going to solve this mystery? My cousin, again, intellectual, was like, or maybe, you know, today was kind of hot, so it was hot inside the ceiling and probably the cold from the night. And, you know, that's how thunder is made. And trying to, to rationalize this loud sound because it's not a normal thing. So anyway, days passed. Not only say passed where we, we didn't know what's going on. But what happened was that um, everyone started paying more attention to the house. So apparently there was a, the wire that runs to the house. Some rats used to somehow climb up on the wall, get up on the tree, and then climb up on this wire and get in the attic. So we start seeing, we say, okay, well, there's a hole on the side of the house that rats are coming in. Probably the rats were doing something up there, you know, and caused this loud sound. So now, you know, my grandfather got some rat traps and everything. And I remember the, the, the evening he came home with the ladder and these rat traps and these lights. So I'm like, oh, yeah, Grumpy going to deal with this. Yes. <laughs> he say, all right, y'all go in the attic. He's like, um, who? Who going in the attic? <laughs> he looking at me and my brother. I say, I go up there. He's like, stop being a little punk boy. Get up inside this attic. Like, I, I won't go up there. My, my brother was a curious type as well. So he was like, yeah, man, let's go see what's happening. It's like, I don't want to go up there. Anyway, everybody's like, well, you, you have to go up inside and stop playing around. Go check out what's going on. Okay, again, a house full of women. 
Um, the only males were my grandfather, me, and my brother in the entire house. So all the women, nah, 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 we got to go up this ladder. So I remember my brother went up the ladder first. He had the flashlight in his hand, and he moved the manhole cover out the way, slide it on the side. I'm holding the ladder with one foot on it because I'm like, I don't want to go in this attic. Now, here's what I remember. When he removed the manhole cover, he shone the light up in the attic. And I remember my mind saying, this isn't right. Because I've been in roofs before. When you shine the light because of the pitch of the roof, if you shine a light in a manhole, usually where it is, and this one was closer to the side of the house, not in the middle, so you should see the pitch of the roof. You should shine it up and see the roof. You should see bare roof with, you know, the beams and the wood. And I'm looking, I remember looking very hard, trying to see where's the roof. But it's nothing but darkness. So I'm staring at this darkness. And for some reason, I start getting drawn in. And drawn in to the point that Everything around me went quiet. And I could swear I could hear people whispering in the attic. And right then, someone touched me. He said, you better go up the stairs. I'm like, what? Huh? What? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It's like the darkness. Something was in this darkness. So I'm already at edge. And you want me to go up there? So they're like, Yes, you need to go up in the attic. So I started to climb up the attic a little. Because my, my brother's already in the attic. He's already in there. Now, the roof pitch was really high. So again, we were still kind of young. So we could kind of like uh, stand up in there. But of course, you crouched over. So I started climbing up the ladder now. With my like, flashlight in my hand. And I reached the top of the ladder. So my grandfather was holding the ladder now for steadiness. And I'm standing at the top. And my head, like, barely was coming at the top of the uh, the manhole. So I'm shining the light around, just making sure I don't see anything. There's nothing there. So my brother grabbed my hand and he helped me up, sit on the edge, and climb up. Now, keep in mind, this house was very solidly built. My grandfather built this out of sand. He was a mason. He built this out of limestone. Very strong house. The ceiling was pure wood. I mean, the real pine wood. You know, this is not the cheap wood they sell it now with termites is eat up. No, this is very strong wood. Usually when you're in an attic, you would see the beams that you would nail the um, ceiling on. And then they would leave that exposed in the attic. No, he had another layer of wood on top of that. So you could walk in the attic. So it wasn't like we were walking over beams. It was just one big flat area. So I'm shining the light in the attic and you could see some parts of the wall. And I'm looking like, okay, let me see if I can find where the rats are. Because he... My grandfather was like, well, see if you can find where the hole is. He wanted me to plug the hole and then put some, um, well, my brother, because I wasn't doing it, put some, um, the rat traps inside there as well. So we're trying to find out where the rats were. So we went further into that corner and we were able to walk and see the rats, uh, little, little shavings and stuff or little bones that they brought up, you know, and eat stuff or whatever. So yeah, that was a rat, um, the place to eat. So we could see that. Fine. So we take the rat traps, bait them up, put them up there. Like about, I remember about three we put down in the area. And then we were walking down to say, all right, we finished with that. Um, let's go. Now, to the, what is that? The north eastern part of the corner, like further into the house, um, there was some kind of a tank. I don't know if it was a pressure tank, you know, for water or whatever. I don't know what they, how my grandfather built it, but some kind of tank up there. 
It wasn't a water heater because we didn't have hot water. But it was a tank or something, some cylindrical thing. So they like, y'all see anything else up there? He's like, just this, this tank thing up here. They say, grandfather mentioned something. I don't know what he said. And he said, my cousin was like, well, see what's behind that. I said, no, I won't go see that. He said, all right, but let's see if we can, what was making that noise. They jump inside the attic. I said, all right, I could do that. So my brother started jumping in the attic, like just jump up and, you know, because you each walk like in the middle part of it, you could jump. Again, this pitch was very high. So my brother started jumping. So I was by the manhole. I said, you all hear that? Because I could hear it. I could hear him, bop, bop. And I'm asking him, you all hear that? And he's like, we ain't hear nothing. You all jumping? I said, like, yeah, he brought you jumping. They said, why don't you jump with him then? I said, oh, jeez, let's go. So we started to jump and stomp. And we'll be coming down. And we do that, bam, 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 bam. And I go into the manhole. You all hear that? It's like, we ain't hearing nothing. And I'm like, up here, this is very loud. How the hell you all ain't hearing nothing down there? And I'm thinking like, what kind of dampening field, what kind of uh, parallel universe am I in that I could make this noise up here, but you all can't hear it right down there? What the hell? So I'm like, but I getting out of here. So I'm proceeding to put my foot out the manhole to come down. They say, well, y'all check, y'all check what behind the, the tank? I say, no, he, he over in the corner, he can check right now. And he's like, boy, come go with me. Again, there's a little ways away. So I'm like, but I'm going to come up there. He said, well, stand right here then. We'll shine the light. So I had the flashlight. He had a flashlight. And we shining it at this cylindrical thing. And so this is as far as I'm going. I'm not going any closer than that. So my brother's like moving to the left. I remember he was moving to the left of me because he was the right of me first and he came around to the left to try to shine the light around it just to see what was behind the cylindrical thing. And I'm waiting for the light to come around on the other side. But no light is coming out. So I'm like, no man, you got to go further. So you keep moving further to the left and slightly forward towards it. And the light should be coming out on the other side. There is no light. And I'm like, boy, something ain't right. Stop. And he's like, what, what happened? I say, boy, I don't see no light. He say, what you mean you don't see no light? I say, something behind her. Something behind her. He's like, ain't nothing behind you. I look in. I say, but why the light ain't coming on the other side? And he's like, I know. Let me go and check. I say, no, don't go check. I say, let's go. So he started inching forward a little bit more. And whilst he do this, right, that darkness came back. On the other side of where he was, like the, I, I remember looking at the the tank because you know your eyes adjusted, so you kind of could see a little bit better. So it's not pitch black anymore, and then you have this light, this flashlight, so it's it's lighting up the area a little bit. I remember looking at the tank, so my brother's moving to the left and shining the light to the left, and I remember looking to the right, and watch the right got darker and darker and darker. And again, I'm getting drawn into this thing. I'm getting drawn into this because I'm everything around me just goes into that tunnel vision. And I'm looking at this darkness. And I kid you not, I've heard the deepest growl I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I don't know how I get out of this attic. The only thing I remember after hearing that growl was when my gr brother grabbed my hand and I was about to run across the street. So how did I get out of the attic? How did I? I don't remember trying to climb out the attic. I don't remember touching the ladder. 
I don't remember running through the house. I don't remember opening the door. All I know is my brother grabbed my hand and said, boy, stop, because I was about to run across the road. I don't know what happened between that space a time. I don't. I really don't know. And he's like, boy, what happened? You hear that? I said, yes, I heard that. Did you hear that? He's like, yeah. And I asked him, but how I get out here? He's like, but you run. <laughs> I don't remember none of that. So my 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 grandmother, I remember she come asking, what happened? What happened? What happened? You all? What? Why you look so scared? And I tell him, say something in the attic, something behind the thing. And my grandmother, oh lord, she started talking and speaking tongues and doing some stuff. And now look at my grandmother was a serious prayer warrior. She was serious. Why she didn't detect this thing before, I don't know. But now she knows something there. She started when praying in this house to the point that you know they say pray without ceasing. Well, yeah, she did that. Okay, she prayed without ceasing. Like from that morning, it was this evening time when we did that. But from that night, she, my grandma was up praying, 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 praying. Wake up the next day, praying, praying, praying. Send us out the house because she called some of her friends to back up, and they in there. And I remember hearing them, and they wasn't speaking English, buddy. I can tell you that they was not speaking English. They was speaking something, and they talking something inside this house. I remember all of them shouting in this house, boy. But they, my grandma did not want us in the house, even to the point sometimes she used to tell us go to the neighbor. She didn't even want us in the yard. And for a couple of days, they was doing some praying in this house. When we finally came back in the house, I remember she had a Bible. We're going to have these big Bibles, boy, these really big ones. I don't, I don't remember the version or nothing. And she had it open to this certain page. And every morning she would wake up and pray and read from this Bible. And like this thing stopped. Like, seriously, it just stopped. There was no knocking. There was no scratching. No loud noises. Nothing. Now, I'm giving you a synopsis of a time period. A lot more things happen in this time period, and I'll come back to those stories a bit later on. But when my grandmother started this bit of praying, like everything just literally stopped. Until I remember this night, uh, my brother and I was hanging by one of the neighbor's house, one of our friends in the neighborhood. So it was me and my brother, um, our neighbor, at this house, I call him Big Boy. And another friend, we used to call Jimmy. So again, it's nighttime, drop starting to fall. He's like, boy, going to bed, but you get a little chilly out here, man. So he said, yeah, 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 we're going to sleep. So Jimmy's like, man, man, y'all ain't got to go, man. Y'all punking out. <laughs> you talk, man. You having fun. I say, but we've been talking for hours, boy. <laughs> you talking about time to go home. Now, we all in walking shots from each other. So it's not even that far to walk, you know, for, for anyone. So everybody's like, no, buddy, time to go to bed, but we could talk tomorrow. So Jimmy's like, well, why don't you all come walk with me then? So everybody stopped and look at him like, but we're wrong with you. We'll walk with you for a bit. He's a punkin' out. He's like, wait, what happened? You scared, eh? So Jimmy's like, boy, something in my house. Now, when he said that, my brother and I looked at each other at the same time because we knew what it was. But Big Boy was like, Boy, you hear that thing in the roof too? And then we look at him like, so we, I can still like, what were you thinking you were talking about? He's like, yeah, but this thing is wake me up in the morning. Sometimes it's catch me in the bathroom. There's a chimney saying now. So me and my brother, like, we, we, I can feel the chills on me. And it's like, wait, did, did my grandma pray out the house and it gone somewhere else? So again, we start talking like, but how long has this thing been in your house? He say, but it's come and go, but it's been going on for years. So then it, it dawned on us, it's like, hold on. So when things happen in our house, and then it stopped for a while, it is moved to someone else's house? 
Like this thing was moving from house to house, just terrorizing the neighborhood. So we started talking. He's like, but we had that in our house too. They's like, but you always had that too. So we end up talking and trading stories for another few hours that night. And this is how we realized, this is where we started to name it, the Centerville Ghost. Because this thing was moving around from house to house, just terrorizing the neighborhood. And I also remember my brother said, it strives on fear. So imagine if he couldn't get the fear from us, it would move to another house and terrorize them. Just to, And it was getting stronger and stronger. So that's how we realized what this was. Now, it wasn't until years later, because I'll tell you now, we were then grown kids or whatever like that. And um, we started to get more stories from my grandmother about the area and how the, the, the history of the area and stuff like that. And she started to tell us more about um, what we call the ghost house. And my, my mother told me about the story about the ghost house. And we started to put things together and realize that, hmm, yep, something got out. Something got out that stayed in the area and started to terrorize the people. So this is why I call this one, The Centerful Ghost, The Awakening.